Yes! Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back after a long hiatus. We it's been a long time. We should have left you. With something to step to. Something. Something. <laughs> should have left y'all with something to step to. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 31. 31. Uh, of Stakes is High. Hey. Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Troy Hunter, aka at tall black guy on the internet, aka Ill Gates, all up in the area and things. I'm your boy at Doc Midnight. I'm your boy Terry Gant. I am also your boy Dread October. I am here. This is happening. Um, we have cobbled together something. We're going to give you an August show. We're going to give you what, I re- what I'm going to refer to as my pre-birthday podcast. Pre-birthday joint. Pre-birthday joint podcast. Word. By the time many of you hear this, it will almost be my birthday still, but it won't actually be my birthday. Okay. Well, because yeah, I'm going to get it up. But then the next time in a month will be my birthday. In fact. So double pre-birthday podcast. Double pre-birthday podcast yeah. before we, you know, if we try to do this, you know, once a month we or so. Might, we might review the birthday celebrations. Ooh, birthday <laughs> review. Birthday review, because you have a momentous-ass birthday. Yeah. I got a little kind of momentous-ass birthday, and a birthday that is not in the 05. Right. But it's still going to be right. It's going to be right. But ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We're going to give it to you because it's been a month. It's been a month. And we love you. I will, however, point out, we didn't promise you more than that, so don't get at us. Yes, don't at us. Okay. All right. Don't, don't add us when you see us <laughs> on the internet streets. Please don't. Don't add us like that. All right. Let's start. Let's start this joint up. Let's start this right. joint up. Um, we did ask all you people on the Facebook uh, on the Facebook group because hopefully you are a fan of Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast on the Book of Face. But we asked, what do y'all want to hear? What do y'all want to know? What do y'all want to talk about? Right. And so they gave us some ideas, some things. Yep. And so we're gonna start up. With the first thing, which was, it was kind of a San Diego Comic Con slash right. casting of your opinions of things, casting yeah. opinion things. So let's talk on this real quick on this Ariel and the 007 joint. Well, I mean, my opinion of the Ariel thing is um, it doesn't matter. It's like mermaids ain't real. So I, the controversy is the <laughs> cast a black chick be the mermaid chick, and I kind of feel like. All right, any, somebody gets to be a mermaid chick. Gets to be a black chick. She's still a fucking mermaid. It's not like it's an actual human. You know what I mean? Like we can't. But the PC mermaid culture run amok. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Like, like let somebody be mer. Let somebody, somebody who wants to be Ariel gets to be Ariel. Like, some, we don't hit a point where somebody can get that Ariel job. And people can be like, nah, I ain't fucking with Ariel. I got. I'm, I'm gonna be Simba. You know what I mean? Somebody's <laughs> gonna be like, nah, I ain't fucking. Out. I'm holding out for for black like uh, chick from Frozen. You know, somebody's going to do that shit. Right. going to pass Ariel by. So the fact, in my opinion, that we're still fucking with the Little Mermaid tells me that, like, yo, it, somebody's keeping it relevant. Be happy. You still get the Little Mermaid. Yeah. And the spots, it, the movie's probably going to be fucking great. Everybody likes everything Disney does. So, like, what are you complaining about? Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you, you must, I, I don't really Visibility. believe. Visibility. It's, it's just, I don't, it, it boils down to visibility. It always does. But I don't want to see black people right, in my right. mythology. So, so the fact that, the, the fact that, <laughs> Yes, then there it is. The fact that there are now black and brown people in the the mythology that was handed to them by the corporation tells me the whole damn thing is false on its face, right? You you are such a a couch bound like you know uh, uh, um, uh, absorber of media, right? With with without actual solid conscious thought, right? Without actual awareness, you are so unaware that to you. When when the redheaded pale mermaid chick becomes a slightly brown skin redhead mermaid chick or whatever the fuck, you feel like someone has erased your entire damn childhood. Your childhood came from a boardroom, if that's the case, right? Like that that isn't that's not 
feel, fine, feel some kind of way about it. Be angry about it. But it's kind of, it's dumb that that's a thing to be angry about, right? You hit a point where if you look at your screen and you see more white people than you see people of color, the world is probably already treating you wrong. Honestly, to me, like you're not getting reality as it is. If you live in small town America, sure, you're going to see more white people than you're going to see brown people, right? But in the world, right, there's a lot less pale redheaded people than there kind of are everybody else. And if they're going to give you a, a sea, a seahorse character, or they're going to give you interplanet Janet, the comic queen, like whatever they do, like more than likely that person's probably going to be a little darker than your average Norwegian, right? So I, I just, I can't get, I can't be arsed to like kind of get up in arms about like, Oh man, these poor people are losing their pale red-headed Ariel. They're not. They're not losing shit. You still got your pale-headed red-headed Ariel or whatever. Ain't nobody crawled in your house and stole your DVDs. Ain't nobody stole your, your VHSs. You know, they ain't come and take your eight tracks of Benny and the Jet, motherfucker. You got the same shit you had before. So if you don't want to fuck with like black Ariel, then don't fuck with black Ariel. Keep on watching the same stale shit. And then behind the scenes, we know you're gonna jam to every damn thing brown people don't ever gave you. You're going, you're going to rock to everything from Prince to Michael Jackson. You're going to laugh at every regurgitated Eddie Murphy joke. When when Dave Chappelle's like new Netflix shit dropped, you're going to watch that shit on the slide on your phone in the car before you walk into your post office job. We know you're going to do that. So whatever. Hate on it now. Laugh at it later. We good. Also, y'all don't have a problem with a Jamaican sounding crab. No, because it's a sidekick. The crab is always the sidekick. Ain't no, that, that's, that's easy, right? It's the, if the sidekick is brown or brown-coated, no one has two shit to say about that. Nobody says, hey, no, 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 he should be Scottish. No, no one says that. No one's going to say it because to them, the brown people are like the sidekicks. Like, that's, that's the whole the whole point is the sidekick becomes like the lead character and then people feel like they're being erased. You're not being erased. You held everybody else down for so damn long, you felt like your shit was like the main curriculum. You were the main subject. You weren't. It was all created in the damn boardroom. You didn't make it. Some dude in the suit made it. They ain't even like, like if we even broke it down into subgroups, it wasn't even made by anybody in your specific subgroup, you know? And another thing is the, the 007 joint. I just don't, my personal opinion about the black chick 007, I think this is a hoax. <laughs> I, I cannot believe this is real. Like, this is okay. one I didn't even see coming. So okay. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I'm truther on this. I need, I need, you, you need footage. I need, I need three different independent sources for confirmation. That this is like a thing, but it's not Idris Elba, so we should be happy. Well, yeah, but like I mean, because Idris Elba can't. I mean, it, he's been he's been rumored to be everybody from 007 to Godzilla, right? So like, I can't. Yeah, right. Like, it's not Idris Elba. Fine. Like, I subscribe to the point of view that the 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 title of James Bond is a title. It's not actually a specific person. Yeah. It is, yeah. It is a role passed down. Yeah. Right. Like similar to being Doctor Who. Right. Like yeah. the reason a doctor can change is because the doctor is sort of like the entity that just assumes a different face, right? And I think James Bond is an entity that exists in a folder, and the folder's passed down to somebody else who's earned it when the previous person burns out. So yes, it is entirely possible that it should be 007, should be no. able to go to a chick who might happen to be it, it of African, be. It uh, African descent. Yeah, I, I, it should be. I the no thing is, though, that. is that my, my thing with James Bond has always been, James Bond is, is colonial and personified. James Bond's whole thing is, let me go to these, let me go to these places, which is sometimes brown, sometimes not, but sometimes like I got the locals. It's brown if it's exotic. It's exotic, but it's well, also gotta, it's like the British Empire. Yeah, yes, it's also yes. just the British Empire. Sure, sure. It's all about you know stiff upper lip and all this yeah. you know chip chip cheerio that kind of shit. 
but I'm, I'm but I'm man. The ladies just fall, lady panties yeah. just fall from the yeah. sky. Sure, because I just dropped some little British accent on them. Da da da. Yeah, I think I think James Bond as a James Bond as a person should have been entire long time ago. James Bond as an entity, in your point, as an English kind of figurehead kind of thing, can be anybody. Yeah, can be anybody. Can be a, a, a British per. A, can be a person, but because they have so much Britishness riding on it, yeah. they don't want to let it go. They can't let it go. Could also in the fact that you put a James Bond movie out, three hundred million out the gate. Yeah, but I don't think the Brits actually give a shit. Like, I, no, the Brits don't give a shit. I think this is just this is just like again the same people, the same kind of people mad about Black Ariel, are the same sort of people who be mad about Black Bond. But they weren't the same sort of people. They weren't people who were pissed off in the eighties when GI Joe was no longer a bearded white dude and was suddenly thirty motherfuckers. Like they didn't care about that, right? Like when. When when you but can take the there were sidekicks because the, the main GI Joe dude Duke was a, was a white dude. No, but that's the point though. His name was Duke, not GI Joe. Yeah, right. right. Joe Coulter was like Joe Colton was moved off screen so that GI Joe had become a code name for like a whole bunch of dudes, some of whom were absolutely stereotypical. Very right. Much <laughs> I'm looking at you, big lob. Word up, like, shipwreck. <laughs> Word up, shipwreck. <laughs> like some were crazy stereotypical, but like. They got to be 30, 40, 50 people yeah, yeah. who were just under the umbrella of being the G.I. Yeah, Joe team. And I, I see James Bond being exactly that. Like, there is a time at which the world needs a 007. So let's find the next 007 and send him, her out there to do their job. And they can go do that thing. But, like, that's us thinking about it. The problem with James Bond or 007 is that a lot of really weak sort of, like, um, I don't know, like, a tiny ball having motherfuckers are like the kind of people who 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 they see their masculinity in these characters. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, like if you go fucking with James Bond, you're telling this dude who's never had a good fitting suit in his life, right, that he no longer has a shot with Hella Locklear. He no longer has a shot with like you know like Michelle Pfeiffer. He no longer has a shot with like like Halle, Halle Berry, Berry, right? He ain't got that shot anymore. Is what you're telling him. Right? Because now anyone can be James Bond. Yes, anyone can be James Bond. Now go get fitted for a suit, motherfucker. Like, go. Do it. But also treat people right. You already don't much. treat people right. But that's this the thing. Is, I mean, but James Bond was written to be an asshole. James Bond was originally written to be an asshole. He's, he was he's, a total he's, asshole. He's a sociopath. So, so in order to do that job, you kind of have to be a sociopath. So <laughs> he, he's... He, during the We're course of the job, sociopath. He, well, he reaps the benefits of, of being out in the field... Hmm. Away from the bosses watching him <laughs> and right? the social norms that govern, and, and, usually and it, govern but, but in order to do what behavior. he does repeatedly, he has to kind of be someone who can't really care about you, right? That's that's the and I would say even in the American service, the, like the, the, these operators out here are, are those kind of people. You end up finding people. Why is it that the in the armed forces right now you don't get dudes going and getting four year degrees who drop out of med school and then there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of them the one year of med school decide to go and join the Marines? They don't. Right. They stay their asses in med school for the most part. Right. You don't get a whole bunch of people who are like, oh, shit, you know what? I just want to do I'm going to do some um, some some uh, um, um, I want to go to law school. So I'm going to do my whole like like my law school track situation. And when I graduate from college, I'm joining the Navy. Like a lot of guys don't do that. They stay in school right. to finish the do the political science thing. And then they get they go to their grad level. They go to that professional level. That's what they do. The reason you end up with a whole lot of folks in the military now, the way you get them is you find people who were basically convinced they couldn't do the other thing right. and, and no they options. couldn't afford the other thing. Right. You right? have no options. You have no, no options. Zero options. And then, and, and then the ones who are the best at certain things are the ones who are really good at deciding and at, at understanding the person in front of them as the other and then treating them as such, yeah. right? You can stay mission-focused if that's what you're going to do. Like, and, and, and James Bond as, a, as an entity, or not James Bond, but specifically 007 as an entity, yeah. 
it has to be that way, right? You get a James Bond or 007 out there who's out there setting up like Doctors Without Borders and shit. People are going to not understand right. that to be what it is. Right. Why is James Bond helping to build houses? Yeah. Fuck like, that. You, you just watch, if you watch the Mission Impossible Fall, right? Ethan Hunt, his, his critical flaw is that Ethan Hunt gives a shit. Right. Ethan Hunt wouldn't let Ving Rhames get murked. Right. Like Ethan Hunt cares about one black dude. Then they 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 where do they put the nuclear bombs when they want to blow the fucking world up? They put the nuclear bombs when there's a doctors without borders situation happening in Afghanistan or some shit where one third of the world's water supply could be poisoned. They specifically seek out places where people are trying to do a good thing and fuck that all over. Right. Just to show you, man, you would have been better off being a nuclear bomb plant terrorist than being one of these assholes. I didn't try to do good for everybody. Right. That doesn't pay. Right. So like to, to be the lead character in so many of these stories, you have to be somebody who, who, who can't care. Right. Because it's a flaw if you actually give a damn. Right. Right. You know, it's a flaw. Why was that one James Bond movie? Quantum of Why was it the most boring damn movie you saw since Vanilla Sky? You didn't realize it was, but I'm telling you it was. And the reason it was is because that was the one where Daniel Craig gave a shit. Oh, about Homegirl? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. gave a shit. Yeah. Man, did he give a shit. We spent played. the next two movies dealing with the consequences of him right. giving a shit. Right. He gave a shit, and then next to he was ice cold with it. Yes. You know? That's it. So that, that, that's kind of how this has to go. <laughs> and so for all these dudes who can be angry about it, it's because they see themselves in this character. Representation matters. Right? <laughs> they want to be a hardcore I want more sociopath. Dig, more dicks in yes. my movies. That's what they want. They want to be a hardcore sociopath who they think they're for. Like, you know, gets the lady like the 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 the, the cool jock in, in high school and they still ain't over not being that dude or they're not over no longer being that dude. So they don't want James Bond fuck with because they think that like that's aspirationally what they could have become if real life didn't intervene or if they weren't pussies. So like we were, we're kind of at this point where we can't fuck with like James Bond. We can't fuck with Spider-Man. We can't fuck with Batman. We can't change Superman. None of these characters can be changed because too many people look at these characters and go, wait. Wait, but, aspirational but, but I, but that's that's me on screen right there. No, that was never you, man. The reason that character is a good guy is because he's not you, right? The fact that you're angry that it's a black guy means you couldn't be Superman. You you can't be these people. You can't be the good version of them. Even if we are cheering the sociopathic motherfucker right now, you <laughs> if he weren't sociopathic, they'd be Superman, and you can't be him, right? Because right? you're not good enough to be him. You don't care enough about people. Right? You just you want this to be about you and the world isn't about you. There, now we can have black Ariel and now we can have black James Bond woman. Jane there. Bond? Jane Bond. Jane Bond. It's a woman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I've spoken on that enough. <laughs> On. But I right still now. think the fix is in. I just don't. No, I, I, I can't trust them to do it. I just can't believe. I, man, like having a Lady James Bond, having a black woman be, be 007 is like when Barack Obama announced he was going to become, was going to run for president. I was kind of like, oh, all right. Go ahead, Mr. Obama. All right. I hope this works out. <laughs> then as it started working out, I was like, holy, this, this might actually be a. I'm still, man, I'm showing up on election day. I'm sitting in the bar. I'm watching like, you know, um, yo, I've lived in America all my life. I'm, I'm ready to just go home. You know, like if it goes that, what? This is happening? I ain't going to be one of dudes who's like, man, I was there from day one. I knew it. I didn't know it. I didn't, I know. I did not know it. I, you, there's no amount of money that would get me to say that I knew that shit from day one. That I was going to go down like that and be like the greatest fucking president we ever had. I didn't know. But it turned out to be that way. Fantastic. It means a thing can happen. 
I'm glad, right? But like, I, I kind of see this lady, black lady James Bond like that. Like y'all announced, you said a thing, but I don't know if you know what those words actually mean in real life. No, but think, but what would be, but the, the, the pushback, the pushback to her being, being James Bond would now pale in comparison, not the pushback if they said, oh, we were just kidding. It's just some random white thing. I honestly, I, so for, for for now, the amount of pushback I've seen from the announcement of possibly like a Black Lady Jane, a Black Lady 007, the amount of drama I've seen about it is minimal, honestly. I, I mean, I'm sure people have to up in arms like make Bond great again. I bet that's a thing, like, but I don't like, I don't think I've seen it to the level I think I would have, that I expected. Right, I expect the internet breaking half an announcement like that. You know, like I don't, I don't know that I've actually seen that. Somehow, our we've got some trying to reconnect happening. Let's call some bullshit. But whatever. I mean, it's still recording. The audio is still going. So, so a brief interlude. Brief interlude. Right. Brief interlude for the, the video Facebook may have cut out, but the audio is still rolling. So anyway. Keep it moving. Yeah. Um, but I think you're the people who are now like, oh shit, this could actually happen. Yeah. If you say, oh, we're just kidding. No, those people are angry. And I think there's a lot of people who are, who are thinking that, oh, that, this may happen. This may be great. Yeah. And those people are going to probably drown out the, would, would I would think, drown out the, the then cheers of the bros. Who like, You're saying if it was just a psych, we, we, you know, we were just troubling that. You think that the backlash, if it's just some bullshit. Would be greater than the actual bullshit. The greater than I think it would be actual. Okay. Than the it's actual possible bullshit. because you don't want to tease something. That's not something you really want to play with. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I'd agree exactly. with that. Um, play but, with emotions. Right. Like, but the franchise itself has been on a relative high, given everybody was happy with Daniel Craig. Yeah. You're not saving it from Timothy Dalton at this point, right? Like, it, it's. How it, much do like Timothy Dalton? I was okay with Timothy Dalton. I like the Duran Duran soundtrack. I'm gonna take that as a, I'm gonna take that as a non sequitur. You meant to be. That's why I'm gonna take that as. Yeah, and we gonna keep that going. I just I just didn't care. Like by that point, I think that I was I was fully aware of what the the Bond and 007 role meant. So I was I checked out. Okay. Mentally, yeah. Know? Until Daniel Craig brought it back to being character driven. You know. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about that. What else? Okay. Um. Also, people were talking about video game, video game stuff. Oh, um, no, your uh, what was it? The no, your hopes for X Men and Fantastic Four. My hopes for X Men. Oh, because they're they can possibly join the MCU. Um, I would say that I I, I really do. I, so first of all, let's start with various announcements that came out of San Diego Comic Con about the MCU going forward. I would call most of those announcements that came out of San Diego about the MCU, they were kind of non-announcements to me. They weren't, there was almost pretty much no property that we didn't know about previously. And there's nothing that was earth shattering in a way. And half of the things they talked about were TV shows. So as far as I'm concerned, it feels to me like San Diego kind of sort of, there's like a, a smoke and mirrors thing happening with the MCU as far as like the actual Marvel properties they already have. If half of that shit is going to some like TV project, which is to say like, we now have, uh, we have we have 13, 15 episodes to develop characters and things. That's far better than what you can get in a two hour movie. I would say the TV show uh, um, items maybe thrill me a little more than the movie items thrill me. Cause the movie items for the MCU are just more of the same to me, okay. right? They really are just kind of more of the same. 
I'm only possibly really interested in the Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu situation. Okay. Right? Because that character, I honestly thought, the, my problem with the MCU is that Marvel Comics in general has certain zones that operates. And it has a superhero zone, has a supernatural zone, it has kind of an espionage zone thanks to like the revitalization of like Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Okay, right. Like, and then it has the X-Men and the mutant situation, right? So those are its main four zones. So to me, it kind of feels like if you if you just start it from jump, just playing with those four things and giving them all equal value, then by the time we got to uh, um, Endgame, Endgame wouldn't have been kind of the, I don't know, like the, the smoke and mirrors, hand wavy bullshit that it kind of was, right? Like, you, you, you wouldn't have to say, well, we can't have Nick Fury in it because Nick Fury is just there. Sort of like he just got a gun. What could he really do? But we had like you know a bunch of movies with Black Widow, with just a gun. What can she possibly do? Right, right. We wouldn't have. Especially when, when you have all these other cool characters who have yes. powers. And Nick do Fury things. doesn't just carry a gun. He's the best damn super spy on the planet, right? So show him as the best damn super spy on the planet, right? Show me uh, Shang Chi as awesome. Shang Chi's comics are basically he's he's a James Bond like figure for Marvel comics. That's what he does. He, he's he's an espionage guy. Who's also a, an amazing martial artist, phenomenal. You would like him a lot more than people responded to a lot more than the way they responded to uh, Iron Fist in the TV show. Right, that's the guy you actually want. In fact, I think that the Iron Fist TV show would have been a hell of a lot better if we had just taken Danny Rand. That the, the Marvel Universe doesn't really need Danny Rand specifically. It needs someone in that role. That role could have easily gone to Shang Chi. You could have turned Shang Chi into Iron Fist without missing a beat and gotten elements of both characters in there. You just blend these characters. It happens all the time. I wouldn't have a problem with that, you know? Just do that thing, you know? That would have been perfectly fine. All right. Also, we're trying the Facebook Live thing again because, yeah. Um, so there's going to be two parts. There's going to be two parts. Troy's got editing to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. I mean, the audio's going to be great. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Audio's fine. Right. Yeah. This is the Facebook joint. We saw people who were actually saying things, and sorry for that, but internet, you know how the internets go. Interwebs. Thank yeah. you, Al Gore. That's what's up. Al Gore's internet. So the Shang-Chi thing is the only thing I was really looking for from what we got. Like, I'm not looking forward to, like, Eternals. Like, I know about what the Eternals are all about, and I'm fairly sure that most people who watch Marvel Cinematic Universe movies have no clue what the Eternals are all about. And I can tell you they're not as interesting as things you've already seen. They never have, right? They just, they just haven't been and they're not going to be. But <laughs> you're going to love them because Marvel gave them to you, right? Okay. What I, my hopes for the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, however, are a little different. The Fantastic Four are a family of explorers. And what you can do with these characters is you can now do adventures off Earth, right. out in the rest of the multiverse, involving the Fantastic Four, where Reed Richards is just too damn aloof to have even noticed a snap happen back on Earth. Right? He, he literally can have the Fantastic Four nowhere near that situation and then come back and be like, wait, what happened? While I was making us chase like cosmic squirrels or whatever the hell in some other dimension? Like, that's great for the Fantastic Four to have to deal with that, right? And the X-Men are kind of the same way. The X-Men, you don't have to have known that mutants were ever around on Earth. You can play the X-Men like, yeah, we've always been here, but we hide ourselves from you. Right. Kind of like the scrolls do, yeah, yeah. right? There's an entire secret war going on. You see what I did there? Oh. Right? That involves mutants and not mutants, right? right. And between mutants that they, they, they work very hard to keep Nick Fury unaware of, <laughs> right? That, that now... The greatest telepath on the planet and the greatest strike force on the planet, with the mutant strike force, they, they, they absolutely know that there is a, a, a battle for evolution that they've been working towards here, that they stayed out of the entire situation, 
with the snap. And they could probably have even used powers that, that have been used in the X-Men comics to avoid dealing with Thanos altogether, too. So you can do both of these things and bring in both of these properties that would be totally fresh, right, in the absence of everybody's darling Tony Stark and everybody's darling Steve Rogers, right? We've moved those guys off. Right. And no one is saying, what I actually want to hear is, those guys are gone. Long live those guys. Let's be all about these other guys. Yeah. Right? And let's get them into dealing with the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Let's move the Avengers for it. Everybody's still so hung up on what these other two characters meant that I think that really there's, there's, there's not enough, to me, effort given to like integrating everyone that's left and what the Avengers are really all about into dealing with whatever's coming next. And that's the best thing about the Avengers. The Avengers history constantly has like upheaval. It's constantly got dudes walking out in the huff. It's got like Hawkeye hitting on every single woman that's ever walked in the door and getting just straight like turned down, like just straight up jammed up. Like, nope, nope, nobody's dealing with you, Hawkeye. Freak your bullshit. Get out of here. It's got like the Thor and, and Iron Man and, and, and Captain America and the Hulk being like, we got better shit to do than dealing with all this bullshit. We're not going to be Avengers. And then Cap being like, well, fuck this then. I'll train three bad guys and how to be good guys. And you get like, you know, another better Avengers team. You got dudes just being like, man, I got shit. I got it. I'm going off into space. Really? Well, I'm taking three people from space. I'm going to make them Avengers. Like, that's what the Avengers have always been. So do that. Like, that, that's how the Avengers keep moving forward. It's always been that. It never had to just be the people you saw in these other previous movies. Write a good movie, and people won't really give a shit who's in it. You know? Write a good movie, and people don't care? It's a novelized what? idea. What? I mean, it's a challenge. What? Apparently, it's really hard to do. Apparently, it's really hard to do. Yeah. Apparently. Um, I have one bit of uh, video game... Comic video game news. Yep. Um, because you asked for it, people. Um, there's one particular... Um, this is terrifying me. I know what's coming. Uh, this is one particular thing. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is only available on the Nintendo Switch, um, is out. Um, see? Video games and comics all together in one little thing. So I bought... Actually, I bought a Switch specifically. Specifically for this game. Hyped up about it. Specifically. For hyped up about it, like the boys were like, "Yo, we all gonna get this game. We're gonna do multiplayer with the shit." The essential formula has not changed. You're going through a story. The story is completely original. It's no, yeah. it's kind of Infinity it's not Gauntlet. It's evolving with you. It's yeah. not Infinity Gauntlet centered, but it's some other shit going on. Um, but as you go, you amass a team. Like um, characters join you, and you're like, "Oh, you know." Now we're at the now we're at the mansion. Okay, now Psylocke shows up. Yep. Now Juggernaut shows up. Okay, fine. This is and as you go along, now you can like unlock these dudes as you're playing. As you go, yeah, yeah, right, right. So the thing is though, this is the thing. So the thing is, is I put a lot of hours into one and two, um, which are currently available. You can get for fifteen dollars at the used used uh, video game store. Awesome. I'm famous for never having finished many video games. I finished both of those games. I like them so much. Those games, those games are good. I finished them and replayed them. And, and replayed them. And like yeah. little RPG elements, like how can I improve my character? Yeah. You, you know, you play with the character and run them around and do all those stuff. Have powers and upgrade your powers. Da, da, da. It's a very stripped down version of 1 and 2. And one of the biggest things... Now, I think I bought a Switch for this game. I did not own a Switch. I was I, I was I was wasn't peer pressured, but the whole the tipping point was this game. I was like, oh, I gotta get this game. I gotta get this game. I'm gonna get this thing. One of the the biggest things is called it's called like it's called it's like auto leveling. So if I pick up a character at level five, 
And I progress on the story. And I actually work my way with my team okay. to level 15. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that for games like this, they have a system. Usually one and two have this system where you would yeah, get your... Spider-Man. He gets the number 15. When you go... But Daredevil's on your, your, in your squad. When you go back to Daredevil, he gets to be level 15, too? He doesn't get to be level 15, but he's like level 8, level 9, level 10. Okay, he's, he's moved up. It's like a yeah. passive leveling yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of system. Sure. The thing is, though, is that you get to the point where you've put all this time in, and you're up to level 30, level 40. Yeah. And you're maybe halfway through the story. The story is pretty extensive, actually. The thing is, though, is that your people who you picked up at level five, who you left alone, to, you know, like, oh, I really like playing with these characters. I have Psylocke now. This is awesome. I have Magneto. I have all of the, I, I pick up, Don't you know. Don't say it. Don't say it. Oh, no. They're still level five. Yeah, they are still level five. <laughs> they are still level five. And late, no, no I can't do that. No. No. No way in hell. So now here you are 30 levels later. They live level. I mean, and the thing is, in one and two, you got the level 30. These they other things were. They level 20. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They were just kind of chilling on a bench, like, yeah. hey, you know, I'm here if you need me. Yeah. But now I have no incentive to go back. Right. Because the only way to level those players up is to go back and replay things you've already played again. Yes. So now I got to, oh, well. Um, what if you? What if you? Let's say, let's say your team is like Spider-Man, Wolverine, Black Widow, and like, you know, Deadpool, and but mostly you're playing Wolverine, and you get to level twenty, but like De- Black Widow is like level like ten. Could you start with Black Widow at the level at the, at the spot where you're at? It's just harder for you now. Well, what's the thing? Or do you just get killed? It's like power level. So what I would do if I had like the the, the biggest thing is like somebody like having Hulk. Yeah. Or having Deadpool or, or Wolverine or something like that. And then saying, you know what? I have all these characters at level five. What I'm going to do is make my team with this high level character and these three low level characters. Yep. And I'm just going to play this shit again. Yeah. They're going to level. Yep. Well, they're going to level pretty slow. But I'm still playing like level 30 content. Yeah. And these guys are dying left and right, right they because they're getting smoked they get absolutely <laughs> smoked they shouldn't be here but my, the thing is that if i can finish just playing my one character because you you can carry you know you you can cycle characters anytime yeah. but if i'm playing my one character once i get to go ahead i can finish this stage with this character and level these people up two three maybe two yes. three levels also there are some like mini games and whatnot you can do and that kind of thing but the thing is though is that with one and two, you had to say, like, you know what? I've been playing this thing. Let yeah. me try this other play. Yeah. Let me try this other thing. Oh, it's, it's close. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, like, I like these powers. Let me bring them in. Yeah. But you can't. Right. You can't actually bring them in. So you, what you're forced to do, God bless it. Anyway, what you're forced to do is you have to sit there and either level these people up manually or they have, like, a little thing, like a little XP boost or whatever. You got to do that. But those don't drop in combat. Okay. Most often. And so you have to get through with the game and then wait for other things to pop up. Like this awards extra XP if you equip it on these characters. Yeah. Oh, I equip on the characters, play with them. And now instead of getting two levels, I get four. Okay. Then you're dealing with this bullshit. Instead of, like I said, one and two, completely different yeah. games. You go, up, get, you go up a level, they go up half a level. You right. go up two levels, they go up a level. Yeah. You know, okay. that's how this that's how it works. So the thing was is that like I said, this is a Switch exclusive. So it's only for the Switch. Yep. 
So the fact I couldn't like one, I played on a PlayStation two. Yeah. Three, two, I played on my Xbox 360. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. And this was a complete disappointment. An absolutely complete disappointment. I'm not gonna say that buying a Switch was a complete waste because I bought Smash Brothers and I'm kicking all sorts of ass in Smash Brothers. Okay. I'm knocking motherfuckers off the screen. Like, ha, hold that. Hold that, Mario. <laughs> Get on this, you know. And you've done Brother Well? Because Brother Well is a gorgeous, it's a fantastic game. Like, so thing it's it, worth the present switch. Well, I've ah, I've played it, ah, ah. but what I also did is Nintendo actually for their little online player thing, they ha- they give you access to like uh, a Nintendo game gal- game library of the original eight bit joints, and they have like Excite Bike, the rebranded Punch Out, okay. Tecmo Bowl. Super Tech Mobile and River City Ransom, which remains the best RPG game probably the past 40 years. Okay. Love that game. We'll play it incessantly. And also introduced the aspect of buying, as it, before it, no American made game addressed the how do you get your player to get better? You buy items, you use items. Oh shit, what? This is a thing. That's okay. What River City Ransom brought, so you can do it, and it, it gives you saves and the whole thing. So I'm getting some. I'm getting a money's worth out of out the of switch. the switch. Okay, but I will say for anybody who's doing, who wants, who remembers, Mar- if you don't remember Mar- our Ultimate Alliance one or two, I definitely recommend you go cop that joint because those joints are fun as shit. Yeah, fun as shit. Go do that shit. But if you're saying, you know what? I would like more. I would like updated characters, new graphics, yeah. new story, Thanos. Like, okay, this may not be the thing for you. And I do regret, I spent a lot of money on this shit. I do regret it. I do regret this purchase unless they got to get their patches. They need to patch some shit. They need the software update some shit. Something needs to change because right now this leveling shit kills me. Okay. And I put the game down. Also, you get later on and they're... There is where you go into AIM headquarters, and there are snipers that if you do not if you do not kill them within three or four seconds of getting on the screen, they will and the the the, the goal the thing was a, a level one hundred hope with something like ninety thousand hit points. Okay. One shot dead. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not happening. They got a super hope. They got they they got super sniper. Like dude, just and the thing is, there's more than one of them at any point. Sure. So now, like you're trying to duck and roll and shit, and like yeah. pew pew, and they take a long time to reload. Okay. All this kind of thing. But if you do not kill them within four seconds of showing up, they will kill. They will one shot any character in the game. Okay. Fuck that. So yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Like I say, get one and two. Enjoy the shit out of that. That is my video game comic book joint. At a time. Damn, I have not played this game, so I have no opinion on it, but I want to. This is worrisome, however. Yes. I can can slide the switch over to you like, hey, so you too can be annoyed. Yes. All right. What's next? Um, Things we like. Let's get back into, let's get you back into the things we like. Things we like. We like things. But I'm going to let you vibe on your TV shows. All right. So, um, 
This kind of came out of nowhere, right? At some point or another, somebody told me I should be watching Mindhunter. And I didn't watch Mindhunter before because I got, I guess I had a different impression of what the show was about based on, I must have confused it with some other Netflix show, so I never watched it. And so season two has dropped, and I was like, oh, wait, hold on. It's about that? It's about this FBI profiler, like, history thing? Okay, that's actually interesting to me. So I started watching it. I love this show. Love it. I think this show is great. I love this show. I am, you're watching a couple of FBI agents have no idea that A, serial killers are a thing, and B, how to deal with them, right? They, they, they've not quite, the term serial killer has not even been, I'm, episode, I'm five episodes in, six episodes in. They haven't even used this term yet. And watching them fumble their way toward, through dealing with these people is phenomenal. It's just great. Like, it's, the acting talent is, so far, very smooth, very easy, really good. Like, the, the, the creepy-ass dudes they have to deal with are massively creepy. Creepy. You know? Okay. The, 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 the time that they're dealing with has, you can just see everybody just tripping over their own social issues in terms of calling what, something what it actually is. Like, it is, it is easy to see how people in the 70s got away with so much heinous shit, right? All you had to be was not Charles Manson, and, and you could have just, just murdered to your heart's content, apparently, because that's the only thing that they understood to be, like, an actual, like, murderer person, right? Like, a, 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 <laughs> you look like a murderer a, a, person. You have, you have to be a monster. You have to be an absolute monster overtly and, and describe yourself as such to be, ever be caught, right? And, and they didn't messy. really seem to under... Or messy, or right? Or messy or just didn't give it... Like, they, I can't they, be caught. This show is about how they develop even the, the methodology for determining that, right? And I, I like it a lot. So I'm watching that. Uh, I finished the new She-Ra, like most of America has. And I, like most times when She-Ra... When Shira ends, I say to myself, damn it, I need more of that in my face. It's like Voltron. I need more of that, that, that in my face the moment it ends, right? There was an announcement I saw earlier today that, like, Kevin Smith wants to develop a new, a new He-Man or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't give two shits about Kevin Smith's He-Man. Because I don't need Kevin Smith's He-Man attempting to compete with this great show that already exists that fills the void of so many, like, there's just, from, from all the shows we grew up with, I think many of these shows could use a new modern treatment. None of them are getting it. Mm-hmm. And this show has on multiple levels filled a void that all these other shows have left by like not being around since 1987. Right? It's so many of them. Kevin Smith says, I want to do He-Man. I feel like, man, that's Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek. Sit your ass at home. Don't do shit. Don't touch. Please don't touch it. Don't touch this. You just, you just, you're not the one. You aren't the one. Right. You know? Everything isn't for you. It's not for you. You, you go sit down somewhere now. Right? That's what you do. Um, so those are things that I, I'm really digging. Um, I watched, it's an old thing that I watched recently, just the other day on YouTube, I watched the, the History of Iron Maiden Iron, on YouTube. It's a three-part documentary on the History of Iron Maiden. It was phenomenal. Basically, it covered like, you know, 1976 through like 1989 or some shit like that, right? So it didn't even like, it's not even to date, it's not current. Right. It's just like the, the, uh, the, the heyday of the band before the 90s, and there's some really... Man, the number of people who've been in this band, they employed mother- more motherfuckers than, like, you could shake a stick at. Like, lots of guys have been in this band for a period of, like, between a week and 30 years. Like, it, it was phenomenal. They're all in a documentary. Everybody there. Okay. They're all there. And, like, they all discuss, like, kind of why they're not in the band. When the band blew up and became, like, the biggest worldwide heavy metal phenomenon, like, why they either couldn't hack it or, like why they were only there for a little while, how they never even got that far. Like, everybody's very honest about what their lives were like when all they were really trying to do was just 
playing some bars. Like it's a great documentary about how they crafted the songs, how they like crafted their image, how essentially you had five of like the shyest metal music, rock musicians in the world, right? Who, who got around being super shy rock musicians by creating a mascot that would walk around on stage and, or be on their album covers. And that got to be the focal point for the band. The band had this evil focal point, this gnarly ass, nasty, sinister focal point for the band, but none of their personalities were like that, right? Like all that, I found all that shit fascinating. It was great. I'm happy to watch that. Um, I would like to, I'm gonna look around and see if there's anything that deals with the band's total history, but shit, that shit took three hours, four hours to watch three episodes. So, like, that's Iron Man has a long ass, so I've been listening to a lot of Iron Man to a long ass history. Because of that, um, there's a joint on Netflix. Let me, I'm gonna throw this in. It's called Tacos. Okay. Yo, it's a documentary. It was made in Mexico. And every episode is about a particular type of taco. Okay. And it's culinary history, how it got to be what it is. Meet some practitioners. Um, they run around Mexico and like, this is the home of carnitas. Okay. This is it. So there's like six, five or six episodes. And there are some tacos I've never heard of. Like basket tacos. Like I don't, I've never heard of basket. Tell me more about basket tacos. It's a whole thing. And you meet all these really colorful people. Who are basket tacos? Yes. No. Oh, yes. Yeah, they deep frying a basket. Like no, that. no. They, they, it's really they put it in a basket to sell, okay. and they are basically flat, yeah. and they stacked. And the people who are selling them pour like some, you know, they they stack them up, different like bean taco, like all, all these fillings. They throw some like hot fat on it and twist it up this in a basket, and they twist it up in this special blue cellophane. Then they go out and sell it. It's so, but it's a, it's some interesting shit, right? It okay. is absolutely interesting. It's, you know, think about carne asada. What about carnitas? What about these basket tacos? Um, basket and yeah. what about this tacos? that's like stewed tacos. Like it's just a weird. It's, it's do not watch this shit when you're hungry. Okay, I made that mistake and immediately needed tacos. We're not looking for the basket taco, man. Oh my God, needed tacos in my face. <laughs> All up in my face. And also, cause, and they, they're talking about not only the economics of it, but the social kind of, you know, when I'm, you know, when I'm making steak for my, making the carne asada taco, I invite the family. Like, yeah. Yeah, of course you do. Of course, what, yeah. That's what the fuck you do. They're you, coming anyway. You invite the family. Right. Um, they Did are, I just see you at the grocery store buying 12 pounds of carne asada? <laughs> really? But oh, it's on. But they also, but they're 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 interviewing ranchers. They're interviewing people like this. this we're making this stuff. They're interview. There's a place that's like this, the home of carnitas. This is where carnitas were invented, and they go and like they give you the whole like this is how we make them old school. Way. You ever watch the show Man Fire Food? Yes. That's the show that makes me want to just go out and like follow my neighbors around the grocery store so I see what they're cooking, just so I can be like, Yo, you need to make a fire? Oh, I got some cinder blocks. Yo, hold on a minute. Homie. I got eleven minutes. Let's make it. Let's build a grill out of rocks. What can we do? I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> do like, that now. It was a joint about like copper pots and like how these people like yeah, you know, nowadays they do it. We do it the old way, and they're really just banging out copper. I, this, this is like in my brain. Oh my god, it's so good. Every time I, I hang it's so out, so good. With, every time we hang out with uh, uh, our, my friend Amy Ramirez Diaz, I always think to myself. I don't tell Amy this, but I always think to myself one day. We're going to live next door to each other. And on that day, I'm going to follow you around the grocery store. Now, I'm not going to let you know I'm following you around the grocery store, but I'm just going to see what goes in that basket. And I'm just going to rise up like Snoop Dogg and half-baked. Like, oh, is that out of cheddar? 
<laughs> what was that? I Although what, I will have to say on over there, I will have to say on Amy, on Amy, Amy talking about carne asada should be well done. Nope. According according to Mexico, according to your people, yeah, she's talking about East Side though. You know, Chicago has an East Side. I'm going to the animal right there. I'm, There's at least one of Thanos's one of Thanos's gemstones dedicated to getting to the East Side. You know, but the point was that carne asada does not have to be well done because somebody likes. Cow well done and no other way. Oh, at Amy's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with their name around with Amy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ramy? Okay. Anyway. Anyway. We've never had this conversation at Amy's house. No. Cause and I, Amy putting you on blast. Blast. We put her on blast like five minutes ago. Yeah, that's right. fine. That's fine. Um, but it, I totally recommend it. Do not watch it when you're hungry. There are, like I said, it's just very colorful personalities. There is um, the Basket Taco one features um, a woman who, well, an individual who identifies as the third sex. Gotcha. All right. Who apparently is like the spokesperson for Basket Tacos in a certain city. <laughs> okay. It's a weird kind of deal. And like, apparently. Yeah, it's the most be- Marvel Comics thing ever. Became a cosmic a- being. Making tacos that we've never heard of. Became a viral sensation because <laughs> their their taco call yeah. was uploaded to YouTube and got like four million views and shit. Like it's a weird thing. I'm but in. all right. It is I tell you what, it's on Netflix. I think it's called The Taco Chronicles. Okay. It's completely in Spanish. It is subtitled. Yeah, but more, and you're getting this is gonna work for me though, because a lot of what I watch on Netflix, um it's a secret that I have, is that when I'm at home watching TV, if me and my wife are watching TV together, we have to find something we can watch together that does not that that works for both of us. Right, right. right? So if I'm watching like I don't watch like Mindhunter with my wife, you know, she just ain't. That's not really her thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But one thing we can do is we're doing like a rewatch of all of Star Trek: The Next Generation because that will that won't you know be just too much damn crap on your brain before at 10 p.m. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but something like so a lot of times I'm watching something in bed. I'll be watching Netflix on my on a tablet. And but I'm watching it with the sound off, and Netflix has great. Usually, the subtitling was fine. Yeah. So I don't care what language it's in, since I'm reading it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's fine that it's in Spanish. You won't yeah. make a damn bit of difference. Yeah. I can. This is something. I, if it's in Spanish, I can watch it like, like in my living room. I was watching a, a Lucha Libre, big old Lucha Libre event the other day at home, and uh, I didn't have the English version. I only had the Spanish feed. And like, my wife was in the room. And she was, like, explaining some of the things being said, mm-hmm. right? And that was well and good. I, I only really cared about, like, the actual action in the ring, yeah. per se. But, like, it does it's sometimes later. become hard to tell yeah. if, they're name, if they're telling me the name of a wrestler or if that's the name of a move, you know? Sometimes you just, it's good if, to have somebody who at least understands Spanish to know that whether those things are the case. Yeah, yeah. And in this particular case, I'm not even sure, like, like, my wife is not of Mexican descent. So, like, some of the Spanish will be different. Right. I already know that. So, but if I'm watching it and I just happen to be watching it, and and she's not watching it, um, I'd be watching it with the sound off anyway. But that actually, that's the thing I think she actually would watch. The other thing I watched on Netflix that I thought was phenomenal, I didn't expect her to like it as much, was a documentary about Meek Mill. Oh, and and how Meek Mill just got to stay in jail like forever. Like man, this this dude, this poor cat, <laughs> is the one example of like cops saying a brother drew down on them when he was 19, and somehow eight of them. Didn't have to kill this man, yet he absolutely had to be in probation for like 11 years. And every single thing this dude did got more time tacked on or got him thrown back in jail for tic-tac nonsense. And I absolutely believe him when he says that that judge said, I let it all go away 
if you cut this track with Boys the Men. You know what I mean? And and, sh- and call and shout me out like. Meek Mill went through a thing for some people. Right. And I honestly think this is one of these cases where, man, a lot of people are on, like, Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee. Thank you, Colin. A lot of people might be wanting to thank Meek Mill about some social justice kind of shit. Because that dude was, like, the poster child for getting it handed to him. Right. When he had no reason to be in that situation. Absolutely not. Beyond a certain point. Yeah. You I know? Mean, at, at some, and think that he's never admitted, he's never said, you know what? He always said, I was wrong at the things I was wrong Yes. With. Yes, but you got y'all me on team possessing a weapon. Yes, right. you, but y'all, y'all, y'all keep getting me on. Y'all keep yes. getting me on some bullshit that I have nothing really yes. to do with, and didn't like it wasn't a crime when they that did. That man like, had to go back to jail because, as a condition of his parole, at one point, he had to always tell the judge specifically if he were changing locations of work, and he was going to shoot a music video at one location in Philadelphia, which he was because of a prior incident not allowed to leave. And they had to move the location of the video shoot to a different part of Philadelphia. And she called that shit a violation and had that man thrown back in the jet. He can't leave Philadelphia because something else you done got him on, right? Because no. his, 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 what was the thing? He was in New York. He was in New York working, right. right? And he was trying to fly to New York, but Hurricane Sandy hit New York. So he couldn't fly out. Now, the judge knew he'd be going from New York to Miami, New York to Atlanta, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So they decided they're going to they drive the guy to New York. So because he, he got stopped on the highway outside of Philadelphia, right, he didn't he shouldn't have been in Philadelphia. So somehow he violated his parole, right? So now he can't leave Philadelphia. And then he, he's working in Philadelphia, but he changes it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to work at Wacker Drive. I don't know. Wacker Drive is all messed up for a movie. I'm going to go work on Roosevelt Road. You went to work on Roosevelt Road and you didn't tell me? Jail for you. What? Yo. Come on now. This, this cat. How did this cat? It yeah. was fascinating watching that shit. Like I, I'm not, I'm not the I biggest McMill fan. Can't, in the world. I can't do that because I get, I get angry. Yes, I get angry. There's a, you will get angry. I get angry. You will be angry. There will be moments in which you are just like, hold on a second, and then you're going to easily be able to look up in Chicago, you'll be or this, this, in the Illinois area, you'll be able to easily look up judges with similar reputations. Similar, yes, yes, indeed. Who we do it every time we vote. Nothing's happened to them. Yeah, I mean, every really. time we vote, we look. Yep. You know. Um. Yeah. Fuck that. Also, I will. I will. This is pertinent um, because of the Meek Mill thing. Fuck Jay Z. Throw that out there. Ooh. Okay. Wait. Let's talk about this. No. All right. Fuck Jay Z. So uh, uh, Denise Gann has asked. Speaking of Cap, what do you think of the Jay Z deal? That I, I actually did not. I did not actually see that. Right. Right. Before I said that. Uh, she looks at it as a businessman at the table, as opposed to being on the menu. And then she got a few more things to say. All right. So no. Um, yeah, no thoughts. No. So it's it's a bit of yes and no for me. Right, because I don't. For one, bruh, you aren't really at the table, right? What, no. what, what? The I don't think the NFL is actually interested in social justice, and no, they're not interested not in the solution. They, they spent so much effort, basically leaning into Trump's bullshit, and and leaning into that side of the fan base. They're not going to do a one eighty at all. Two years later, they're not going to do what they're doing. Is they're saying to to black NFL, look, we got Jay Z. Come on back, y'all. Jay Z is the black boyfriend of the NFL. That's what they're doing, and 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 while it is it is very difficult to affect change in a, in a in a situation from outside of that situation, you must be at the table. I don't actually un, I don't believe hmm. Jay Z is literally no. at that table. He's not. That table is an ownership table. Jay Z is not an ownership. He's not that ownership. He's not an owner. So he, he's not bought an NFL team. Exactly. None of his friends have bought NFL teams. He so no, therefore, he's not a minority owner. So, 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 so what this means is. Jay gets to go to meetings 
about marketing strategies. About the Super Bowl halftime yes. show. Yes. Who gets to perform. Yeah, no, no, he no. gets to be that. He is nowhere near the table, yes. actually. And in fact, you need 24 owners to approve your being a minority owner yes. or buying into a team. Yeah. Jay, you think that people who are you are roasting, remember a year ago, you need you, we don't need the Super Bowl. Right. You need us, we right. don't need you. Right. That was spoken. Right. We're wearing Kaepernick jerseys to right. performances. Right. Now all of a sudden, now you're like, oh, this is a business move. It's a business move yes. to make you money. Yes. This has nothing to do with Kaepernick. Right. There's nothing to do with my man Eric Reed, who just basically like I find it really funny, who's being very low key about the fact that he admit he's, he comes out like this is bullshit. He is enriching himself, but one of these things with the separation of I even cancel culture, but the separation of an artist and his art and him in his her art is the fact that if you're trying to put yourself into you're in, when you're in a fandom. All of a sudden, your your faves can do no wrong until they do something so out of bounds you can't defend them anymore. At which point, then you have to go through with some mental gymnastics if you want to keep supporting them. So I'm keep seeing all these people. Oh, this is a business move. You know, Jay's a businessman. He's just trying. Okay, I have I have a counterpoint to all this though. I know. Yeah, on Jay's behalf. I know. Think it's, it. it's where Kaepernick fucked up. I can think of, I can tell you at least three places where Kaepernick done fucked up. Because it's not like Kaepernick, after getting, after his contract was ended and he was out of the league, it's not Kaepernick didn't have a chance to come back to the league. Kaepernick did have a chance to come back to the league, and about three times he fucked that up on his own. So, like, from from the standpoint of Jay's desire or ability or need to go in and enter into a business venture with the NFL, for Kaepernick, there's no point at this point right now where I think that's on him to have to do, Right. It is on Kaepernick to not have his girlfriend saying really mad incendiary ass things about the Baltimore Ravens when they're about to bring you in for a workout. Kaepernick wasn't getting a workout before the Baltimore Ravens gave that dude a workout. Whether or not she was right, she was right in what she said. She had to say it. So if if Kaepernick can't control his own people, when when it's message sending time, when when we're talking about is there being what, what 30 starters in the NFL mm-hmm. and being 30 backups in the NFL and Colin Kaepernick being quarterback number 25 in that group, right? Colin Kaepernick, should, he's worth having a starting job somewhere and is out of the league. That's the point in which everybody in your camp needs to shut the fuck up if your goal is still getting invited to a job interview. Now, now you're still going to do you. You're still going to be about your social justice. You're going to still be about your anti-police brutality and be anti-Trump. Good on you for doing that thing. But once they say, come in here and throw a football, let's see what you're all about, you cannot be going out on Facebook and IG and Twitter talking mad shit about the ownership group bringing you in. All that's going to do is ensure that you don't get to come in. So if, if from, a, from a business and marketing perspective, if I'm Colin Kaepernick's brand, which at this point is making me more money out of the NFL than in, I'm absolutely having my girlfriend talk mad shit because I need to not be in the NFL for this to be valuable. The minute Colin Kaepernick takes a snap in the NFL, Colin Kaepernick's brand loses money. Colin Kaepernick's mission loses money. Colin Kaepernick has now gotten back into the same structure that's trying to kill him. And he doesn't actually really need that, right? But then Colin Kaepernick got invited down to Miami, right? And a similar situation happened down there. There are teams who are calling this dude to say, well, Fitzmagic ain't going to be real forever. Let's just see what you're talking about, right? The only time I would say that Colin Kaepernick was in the right was to tell Pete Carroll, yes, I'm still going to kneel, and to tell 
Denver Broncos, John Elway, yes, I'm still going to kneel. But that, that Baltimore Ravens situation and that Miami Dolphins situation were on him, right? If, you, if that's the job you want, then you got to do what you got to do to get the job you want. I get, I get that, but that's but, – But that's all beyond Jay-Z now. That's beyond Jay-Z. Since, since, since Colin Kaepernick fucked up his legit opportunities, four legit opportunities to perhaps be seen by an NFL team after basically being back, blackballed, right? And and then Colin Kaepernick also got a settlement from the NFL. He so he sued them. He yeah. got a settlement, yeah. which uh, rumored to be like $10 million or something like that. Some he idea. got some amount of money that the NFL player would enjoy, yeah. right? Colin Kaepernick ain't got a whole hell of a lot to say right now. He's working out, right? And he's still doing his work. Thank God that man's still doing his work. I, I have not – I don't have a problem, I don't have a problem with, with, Colin, with Colin Kaepernick doing his work. Yeah. I, have a, I have an issue with, with everybody else after the fact, after this point now, still having to keep – Cap shit in mind, right? When Cap and Reed got settlements, yeah. When they when they when and they Reed, went through the thing they right. went through, and right? Reed's, and Reed's plan. So right. So so my my thinking about it is, Jay is wrong, in the sense that like it's not going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. Jay, I'm not, Jay is right. We don't to know. seek a business venture. Think, okay, but tying those two together is wrong. Tying those two together, like well. Jay's getting this business thing, but what about Cap? That has... Jay's business thing has nothing to do with Cap. It has nothing to do with Cap, but the thing is, though, he was asked about, well, of course you were just bashing the NFL yeah. a minute yeah. ago. Because he, was... he's, he's black. He's asked about it. Why? So, so, and he was totally unprepared for that answer. Yes, correct. Totally unprepared he, he for that question. He has to know that's coming. He has he, to know that's coming. He had no clue. Yeah, that, that's on Jay. That, that's, that's completely some... That's some that's and some that's what leads me to do the whole that's thing. Absolutely. Jay that's is looking out for, Jay's looking out for his money. Yep. Has nothing to do, you know, and just like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. But the enemy of my friend, the enemy of my friend Probably is my, my enemy. enemy. Probably my enemy. It's yeah. my enemy. Yeah. But now, you know. Jay took that deal before they offered it to somebody else. And someone yes. in the community was going to take this marketing deal. Last year. Jay took that move before so, somebody else did. So here's the thing. So Kaepernick's girl came out and says, Jay didn't talk to Cap. Kaepernick was like, yeah, I talked to Cap. We good. She's like, she, he never called. He never talked. Yeah. We never talked. And the fact, what kills me is the fact that because, like I said, your, your team, right? Yeah. You can't say some stuff, but, right. like, your team. Your people can say some, yeah. some bullshit. Yeah. Chicago Bulls, we're looking at you and Derrick Rose. Yeah. <laughs> we literally you know, watched that for several years here and stuff. You know, what you, yeah. you hear, not from the person, but you hear from their people. Yeah. But... The fact remain that if we're trying, it's what bugs me is how people are putting so much onto their their thoughts of this does not make Jay Z look good. But I have so much invested in Jay Z yeah. as yeah. a fan, right. or as a the black businessman acumen acumen kind of thing, where I can't really fathom and I don't want to fathom him being a scuzzball like that. So you know I got to talk this. Oh, it's just a business thing. He's trying Man, to get ownership. It is also like he building. It is also understand, like the fucked up part about how we think about like people who've made it in the black community is that we need Jay Z to stand up and do right for us by us. Yeah. Like you, you. No one wants to actually look and see if there's anyone else right. who can also be doing for us by us right. There's like anybody Jay-Z's, else. Like, like nobody, It's got to be Jay Z who's got to never get it wrong of all fucking people, right? 
Like all these rappers go out here and they make they make they make shoes that fall apart in China. They make vodka that tastes like fucking like potato water. They 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 do all these things. And we're all like we want to wear their brands and their brands explode on us and shit, right? We got Kanye and his son on three hundred dollars fucking t-shirts and and, it, and it, we hold these people up to be and like moon, and moon boots, right? We gotta hold these folks up to be like. They did it. Yes, those guys. We got to support these guys. Well, well, hold up a minute. Right. No one wants to actually look at anyone who's actually doing a thing that is useful, right? So therefore, when Jay Z literally does go and make a marketing move with a bad partner in the NFL, they're not a good actor here, not, not right? Not. It's like, but what about Kaepernick? So the only social justice people you can think of is Colin Kaepernick and other black ball NFL players, both of them, and Jay Z and his desire to just embiggen Jay Z. Yeah, like I, I kind of my issue is. If, if it, and even in a hip hop context, if it weren't Jay Z, it might be Russell Simmons. So what? Someone's going to do this thing, yeah. right? Because if it's off, because from, the NFL needs yes, a, from their a point black of face. view, from their point of view, Colin Kaepernick's not their problem anymore. It, Colin Kaepernick's Colin Kaepernick's problem. And as, as, as a people, I kind of actually feel like we, we can stand up on what Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for, right? Right. That's on us, right? We get to speak out on that. We should be like, fuck you, NFL. Fantasy football season comes around. We all need to be like, fuck fantasy football. If we're going to be like it, that's, if that's, if that's what we're going to be like. Exactly. You know what I mean? But let's be about that thing, regardless of whether or not Colin Kaepernick is like taking a knee or throwing a football. Or fuck it. If you go back to throw a football, Colin Kaepernick, you a fool. Right? Because 10 years from now, we're going to be looking at your brain scan, being like, yo, did you, did you know they knew your helmet was shitty? <laughs> Right before you took a knee, before your you, helmet wasn't worth a damn, bro. Before, before you get cammed, right? And get helmet to helmets and no. Like this calling. is bigger. This is honestly the, the issue here is we we are so focused on whether or not Colin Kaepernick gets a job getting his brains beat in versus a voice for the people who are getting shot in the back versus Jay Z coming along and deciding to just take money being offered to him. You know, I mean, but also the fact that Jay Z is being Clay Davis. I'm gonna take any motherfucking money he giving it away, but. Most of Colin's kind of think. Watch if the Colin was though. like, if Colin was a night shift manager, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Or would we be having? This I don't think we'd be having this conversation if Colin Kaepernick Colin had a platform and he was using. It. Oh, I see. You're saying if he was broke, the, right. if he was a broke dude struggling, trying to feed the three this and a half kids. Be, this one, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So All the right. fact that yeah, he has to kind of maintain some sort of connection to this thing that got him the platform. Yeah. Now, I mean, but does he? I don't think he does anymore. I think Colin Kaepernick is completely divorced. Colin Kaepernick, from the moment Nike said, this dude right. is our dude, that was the moment Colin Kaepernick needed to never use the letters NFL in his, in his vocabulary ever again, right? He could remove those words, right? One, the only N he needed to know was Nike. Because Nike's bigger than the NFL, Right? Nike's bigger than NFL. Nike's bigger than NFL. Once Nike said, that's our boy right there, Colin Kaepernick is supposed to put on those shoes and hope they don't blow up like Zion's. Right? That's what he's supposed to do. Right? Because now he's done the thing that most of the guys in the NFL can't do. The reason dudes are dying out here at early-ass ages in the NFL, besides all the cats out here getting shot by cops on, on with no like no no actual grounds and, right. and no due process. He scared me. NFL players alone are out here dropping like flies at age 30 and shit. Right? Because it is an unsafe work environment that nobody gives a fuck about as long as on any given Sunday the fucking gun goes off, right? And the blue angels fly overhead, you know, and and, and, and they and they fucking out they they're dying out here. And that dude had a chance to walk away from that with a whole bunch of dollars in his pocket to speak on what everyone is going through, whether you're a dude coming home from work with your hands in the air getting shot in the back, or whether you are like a, a running back with a year and a half in the game, right? To me, 
fuck what Jay-Z's talking about because that dude's just going to make paper right. and get used by the NFL, and we can all see that coming, right? Colin, but, but we can't connect that to Colin because no. Colin Kaepernick has a chance to do something bigger, right. and he needs to go and do that thing yeah. since he can't play football anymore. No, show well, me. Like, as soon as I see people doing push-ups in their driveway, he won't let them put. Yeah, that's it. He's, he's no, push-ups in the driveway. No, no Terrell. He bench pressing in the driveway. No, no Terrell. <laughs> right. He's bench pressing the driveway, so you know he's done. Right. That's where we're at now. So we don't even have to connect the two of these dudes. Anymore. Well, also what I find so the thing about the owners, what kills me about the whole thing about, yeah, we're going to do some social justice shit for the NFL. The owners are spending more, are maxing out their donations to Trump. Right. Maxing out their donations to Russian, to Republic, right. Repu- right. Russian Republicans, Russian Republicans, sure. um, senators and, and, and politicians that necessitate social justice shit anyway. Right. So we'll max out 100 grand on it. We'll give you 50. And what point does that math equal? Right. So the thing with Kenny Stills, who plays for, plays for Miami, Notices that got his hey, bill wrong a lot. Yeah, and who notices that the owner maxed out on his Trump donation, but meanwhile has a foundation to foster diversity, like right. and point and pointed like, hey, that doesn't make sense. Yes, you are actually putting money. Kenny Stills about to get cut again. <laughs> Kenny Stills is and then his coach, the black guy. Yep, tells him to calm it down. Don't be a distraction. Right. It's just the, the 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 irony of this whole shit is the fact that Kenny Stills has a job, just got to Miami. I don't think he's been there that long. So the whole thing about, well, we're not going to renew your contract, kind of the, the cap situation, we're not going to do that. But we're going to get to a point where hopefully Kenny Stills doesn't get hurt, but maybe Kenny Stills, Stills will get hurt. He will get hurt. That's kind of what Kenny Stills does. Um, he runs a four four forty and he gets hurt. Uh, but what you hope is that he keeps – he keeps that same energy. He keeps that same energy where he's in the league and out of the league. And I think the NFL now is like, because you have to, the Jay-Z money thing has to have, you know, the the the, the thought being that he's trying to do all this so he can get a, a stake in, in ownership. 24 owners need to, need to ratify your inclusion for you to get to be in an ownership group. You have to be okay. If you're the same guy, who's antagonizing, like, hey, just pointing out that you're not very diverse, that you're groping female employees, yeah. that you're doing all that. You're not going to get voted for for 24 people to say, hey, welcome to our club. That's not going to happen. Especially when you know people like Jerry Jones, people like, well, I'm going to say Richardson, but he's gone now. Right. Um, people like the Maras in New York are going to like, yeah, this guy's been causing us all this trouble. Yeah, you can. Yeah, come hang out with us. You're going to Jay Z's going to hang out with them long enough for them to look cool. Yep. And be, hey, we can't be racist, so we can't have an issue with hiring and and the Rooney Rule and all this other stuff. Because look, we got a black friend. Look, black friend. Yep. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell you this, but some people are some of you already know. Do not be the black friend. Don't be the black friend. Don't be the black friend. And, and I don't think Jay-Z even thinks he's a black friend. I think Jay-Z thinks, Jay-Z's thinking about just, Jay-Z's got a business thing going with the NFL, which is a big business interest, and he thinks that he's bigger than being the black friend. But to the NFL, he's a black friend. He's a black he friend. doesn't see it, but I think that's exactly what it is. And his yeah. fans are insufferable, and like, you just hating. His fans you, are insufferable. You just not seeing <laughs> the mind of what he's trying to do right now. Yes. Okay. You just mad. What, let's money. wait and see. That's my favorite. <laughs> let's wait and see. Okay. Just mad. Okay. 
All right. So a minute a minute ago we were yelling about how we couldn't, you know, we didn't need the Super Bowl, but now we're running the Super Bowl that time. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. That's okay. Fuck Jay Z. That's my point. Um. Uh. Let's see. TV shows. Um. I did my video music games. I've been to his has been Iron Maiden, like for like the last week. You know, I just been, <laughs> I fell down a rat, my Iron Maiden rabbit hole. I'm back. I'm there. <laughs> They're coming to Tinley Park this week, and I can't fucking go because it's Tinley Park. Because it's Tinley. It's, I have a problem with that. <laughs> you know, um, my boy, I, I got you. So my boy, um, Sky Zoo, um, Brooklyn MC, um, went to a show and enjoyed the show, even though the show was doors at nine, and he didn't actually. And there were three, um, three other people on the bill, and he didn't actually actually take the stage till about twelve fifteen. It's kind of missed about that. Wow. Um, yeah, it's kind of. I was kind of annoyed. Um, but he has an album coming out in the month called with um, produced by Pete Rock. Pete Rock said I dug back into the tapes and the stuff I was doing, the boom bap I was doing back in the in the Mecca and the Soul Brother days, the soulful beats, and they're going to put out an album called Retropolitan, which is going to be out by the end of the month. I'm very much looking forward to that. Also, I will say that the there's a lot of just good shit right now. Anderson Pack is just is everything he's touching is magic, is gold, it's awesome shit. Great musician. Looks like he's having fun with it. Um, Big Crit, shout out to Mississippi. Um, <laughs> Big Crit has an album, Crit is here. Um, I want this is one of those things where you want to support an artist because you've seen them grow, you've seen them develop, and out of an album, and this also breaks the thing, his album is 21 tracks, and I like, I maybe want to rewind six of them and have two on repeat. That's a problem. That's a bad ratio. So I want to support Crit. I bought the album, and but I say he, he's, he's doing his, uh, his kind of publicity tour, and he's having fun, and I really enjoy that. I really enjoy artists enjoying themselves. and like, I really like what I put out. Yeah. Even if I don't really like, yeah, yeah, I appreciate the fact he's having fun. I appreciate the fact he's enjoying himself. I appreciate the fact that apparently tons of people are giving him love. I'm good with that. Those things, like his tenth album, um, some of those props are well overdue. He's great lyricist and everything, um, but latest shit not so good. But I'm getting back. Me and I've not been. I try to go to Dusty Grooves once. Dusty Grooves, which is in Wicker Park, big vinyl spot. I try to go once a quarter and load up on all the stuff like I kind of missed or whatever. So buying old P-Funk records, okay. old jazz records, um, you know, just blowing, you know, getting paid on Friday, going down Saturday and just making it rain on everything. Ooh, right. um, really enjoy it. And then coming home, putting on the record player, laying back. Only thing about it, what people don't mention, while we the vinyl culture is coming back, we like in the vinyl. That's cool, but we forget that we didn't. Vinyl had a problem. Vinyl has a problem for long listening. Yeah. Because every now and again, you have to get up. Yeah. You could be chill. I can yeah. man this ass groove on the couch. You, you just you right. need to be. You need to be aware that you're at the last track on side A. And you go, God damn it! You got to time that with refreshing your drinks. And then, like, you got to get up, and you got to change the record. You got to flip it. You got to grab the. That's the only thing I think most people don't, don't have about. the automatic record flipper in their house. No, 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 not at all, not at all. 
Not at all. That's the next level. That's that's a lot. I don't know if they even make those anymore. Does Dusty Groove have a metal section? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes, people. All right. I gotta check this out. Um, because metal on vinyl is like amazing. Just just think of the gatefold album covers you're gonna get. Yeah. You know, with that old school like seventies and eighties artwork. I want that. All right. I'm in. And yeah, and then they get you know you get the the the, the frames. Yeah, you just throw them shit in the frames and like okay. put them up like, bam! Like you know what I'm about. You see it on the wall. <laughs> see it on the You're wall. Like Dr. Dre on Forty Third Street. That shit is great. <laughs> shit is great. Digging. Only I only got one milk crate. My milk crate's full, so I gotta get another milk crate for more records. But you know, and I had this conversation with other music heads is the fact that. Do you buy the music you already own, or do you buy the music you want to hear on vinyl? I would do both. If I if I were if I were going to buy four vinyl LPs, I'd buy two things I already own and two things I really want to have. That's how it's put it up. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. If I was going to buy two things, I'd buy one I already own and one I, that I really want. You know, I would do that. I would look for things to see, like something I had back in the day that I don't have now. Right. Definitely buy that. Oh yeah. I cop right. that immediately, and then buy something I've already got. That I want to hear on vinyl, right? Okay. That's the way I would do it. I wouldn't because I wouldn't. If there's not enough time left <laughs> to recreate all the music I have in my Spotify account. Yeah, true. In vinyl, right? <laughs> and, and I don't even think I need all the music I have in my Spotify account. I just need the good shit that I know I really want, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would. That's how I would approach it. And every time I've ever done like a a repurchasing, like I've lost my comic book collection sometimes over the years, right? Something happens. It should just go someplace else, right? And you're a different place in life. And you're going to rebuild your collection. You buy the new shit you buy, but then you also buy a thing that you used to have. Right, right. And if you do both at the same time, slowly but surely, you're back where you were and then some. You know, that's how I just I approach everything that way. You know. There you go. So, so yes. So, music-wise, this is, you know, it's, it's at a, it's at a, at a, it's at a, I think it's, it's at a peak right now. There's a lot of just good, but it's not particularly genre specific. You know, there's a lot of good hip hop, a lot of good, a lot of good jazz, a lot of stuff. But a lot of people are making kind of in between music, are making yeah. like jazzy hip hop, sure, or you know, just beats, just nice chill beats or whatever, or like things that have no vocal tracks that you just like. But the beat changes. And yeah, like, yeah. You're interested, not like it's not like the lo-fi channel on YouTube where it's like beats to chill to yeah, yeah. and study that there's nothing really going on. It's just like two minutes of it's kind of the same kind of repetitive loop. Yep. Big fan of that. Big fan of the stuff that's coming out right now. Um, and eventually we'll get to the point where, you know, there's going to be a number of releases that make, that make me like, Oh shit. Also to announce today, little brother has reunited. Ah, excellent. And are releasing at least a single tonight at midnight. Okay. Very ecstatic about that. I am thrilled. Because we don't know if it's an album or a single. It's not an album. Nobody releases albums in hip hop. Shut up. (laughs) Get over this shit. Anyway, so they're releasing it because the the rumor was like, oh, we just started kicking it back in May. It's a chance to nine years with this album. (laughs) No. No. So looking for, definitely looking forward to that because a big fan, of, big fan of the uh, little brother thing. We don't think Ninth Wonders around, like if he's okay. like really invested. Sure. But the group has a lot of producers, sure, and beat sure. makers, and whatnot. So, and why wouldn't it? Man, 
So it's gonna the be Justice League had like thirty dudes in it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. That's fine. Yeah. All right. So looking forward to that. So like otherwise, yeah, like music wise, it's gonna be it's it's, it's it's good stuff. Summertime shy is winding down, but still some time. Sit outside, listen to some, drink some, eat some, grill some. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. In Chicago, you've got two and a half months left for that. Yeah. Honestly, you can do that into October. You can do that about October. In this town. Yeah, easily. And then you lock it down. I wanted to put leggings under my shorts until November. I'm good with that. But you're special. Uh, I'm focused. That's what that is. All right, fam. Okay. Thank you very much. much. All right. Yeah. I guess that's going to be that. Um, We've probably got a good hour and a half in there. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Bam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 31 of Stakes is Hot. The Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Troy Hunter, at Tall Black Guy, Ill Gates, all up in the thing. And we have been just giving you goodness all, all this time. We've been just, trying. We've been just giving goodness. I feel good about this. I feel good about this. As do I. I am and Terry Gant. I am Terry Gant, owner of Third Coast Comics at 6443 North Sheridan Road. I am Doc Midnight on Twitter. I am your boy Dread October. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching for as much as you could watch. I think we're still on. We'll see. <laughs> we could, in fact. We will it find told, out later. Right. It told us that the, the stream was suspended, but then when I went to another page and reloaded it, it showed us, like, Live. 10 second, like 10 second delay. Good delay. All right. So I'm not sure. So this we'll may work, this may not. Ladies Technology. and gentlemen, thank you. We'll check y'all later on. Later. Peace.